Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. Good Wednesday morning. Asia Pacific markets are inching higher this morning, setting aside losses on Wall Street overnight. Sydney is leading the way, the ASX 200 up half a percent. Tokyo is trading one third of a percent higher, and Seoul is in the green as well. It was a quiet session on Wall Street overnight, but the cryptocurrency markets are abuzz. So that's where I'm going to start today's market view along with Ryan Huang who joins me now to break down all the market action. All right, Ryan, let's look at the cryptocurrency markets. For the first time since Bitcoin became a thing, the overall value of the cryptocurrency markets has topped 2 trillion US dollars. Bitcoin accounts for about half of the cryptocurrency market capitalization and the digital currency has doubled in value over the past three months. But Bitcoin is far from the only asset that has dry this market. So Ryan, what else is driving the boom? Yeah, it's not just Bitcoin. Of course, that is the most popular cryptocurrency. You also have the second most popular currency in the crypto world, Ether. That is also pushing up. And just to give you an idea of how much it has been going up, mm. uh, we are looking at Ether hitting an all-time high just this week alone on Tuesday, uh, $2,151.25. So that was the record high. So it's up over 180% year to date. So that even outperforms Bitcoin, which is up around 100% year to date. And this is, of course, fueled by a couple of things. You've got a lot of mainstream financial institutions adopting Bitcoin for or cryptocurrencies for various reasons to give it to give access to their investing communities and also NFTs. That is increasing in popularity and to buy NFTs and to trade them, you have to use Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies, especially Ether. So this is really pushing the demand, at least the expected demand, rise in demand for cryptocurrencies and it doesn't seem like there is a end to this in the near future. Now, speaking about Ethereum, Ethereum, usually the underpinning currency for uh, NFTs, for example. Mm. The billionaire investor Mark Cuban, maybe most famous for his role as judge in Shark Tank, says he likes Ethereum. Mark Cuban owns a lot of it. Why is that? Well, he is, in a way, forward-looking in that sense. He's a bit more progressive when it comes to looking at technology and this is where he actually made most of his fortunes in technology and this is um, looking at his initial investments in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies it was actually sometime in 2012 that was quite a long time ago and even back then he was a bit skeptical about where that would be heading and of course he looking on hindsight was right and right now his portfolio is around 60% Bitcoin 30% Ethereum and 10% the rest. So he's looking at cryptocurrency as the future of maybe alternative assets that might rival gold as a store of value. And he thinks it's a future because it is digital and there is this algorithm-backed feature behind it that makes it a bit more scarce where you can actually make it finite. So that is something that he's quite bullish about. Yeah, Cuban saying Bitcoin is a better alternative to gold in a recent podcast. He said it's going to continue to be and that's why he owns it and has never sold it. 
seems like it wasn't that long ago we were talking about cryptocurrency, the market hitting the one trillion US dollar mark. Actually, it wasn't. It was just about two months ago. That is all it took, about two months for this market to double in value. Meanwhile, at home, the Monetary Authority of Singapore is warning the public to be wary of investing in cryptocurrencies. MAS Chairman Taman Shamugaratnam saying crypto is not suitable for retail investors. Why is that? Yeah, it's pretty much in line with what a lot of people are saying. Don't invest in things you don't know about a lot. And he is pretty much responding to a question in Parliament. And he is reiterating the fact that it is not suitable for retail investors. Digital currencies can be highly volatile and their value is not backed by any economic fundamentals. So the story here, the message here is that the MAS is watching this very closely. Cryptocurrency funds are not authorized for sale for retail investors and they will not be, um, they will not shy away from putting any additional measures to make sure that things are regulated or in line with protecting investors. Mm. Cryptocurrency trading in Singapore is small compared to bonds and the combined peak daily trading volumes of Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP. They account for just 2% of the average daily trading volume of securities on Singapore's STI last year. Now, in related news, the cryptocurrency exchange platform Coinbase is preparing to list on the on NASDAQ next week and as it does so, it's reporting a huge jump in first quarter revenue. It grows 1.8 billion US dollars in the first three months of the year. That is nine times more than a year earlier. So let's start with the basics. What is driving such a big jump in Coinbase's revenue? Well, it's all about betting on the future. And it seems like a lot of people are betting on cryptocurrency. And this pretty much in line with what we've been talking about. Bitcoin, Ether, all going up thanks to things like NFTs. And really, people jumping on the bandwagon. So that has been seeing the revenue of Coinbase going up. And this is pretty much pushing future expectations that Coinbase and cryptocurrencies will continue to grow as long as more people jump on the bandwagon. Now, trading on the Coinbase platform is swelling, as is the company's revenue. So is Coinbase, the key question here, is Coinbase profitable though? Okay, looking at numbers, you do have it profitable. So going by revenue first, that is now at around $1.8 billion. Mm-hmm. And if you look at net income, that is between $730 million to $800 million right now. That is up from around $32 million a year ago. So it has been rising both in revenue and income. So it is profitable and it has 56 million verified users. So it does have a huge base of customers. So all in, it is actually profitable. And this is, and I guess, refreshing if you think about how many startups out there are going for an IPO without making any money. Indeed. Now, these first quarter numbers appear to bode well for the company's IPO. So what do you think? Okay, so if you look at the numbers, you do have fundamentals, at least on the business side, revenue and income, backing it. And then if you think about the future, what is going to be the future? Maybe cryptocurrency, if you believe in it enough, NFTs might be continuing to grow. And if you look at Bitcoin prices, Ethereum prices, that is continuing to grow. So if you are bullish on that future, then the IPO is likely to be well-received. 
All right. Uh, I should point out that there are restrictions for Singaporeans and Australians on the Coinbase platform. Because of local rules, Singaporeans can use Coinbase to make payments in cryptocurrency, but not to sell cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. From crypto news, let's turn now to the economy. The IMF, International Monetary Fund, upgrading its forecast for global economic growth to 6%. If that forecast is accurate, it will be the world's fastest economic expansion since the IMF started keeping records back in 1980. Imagine that. So what is behind the IMF's increased optimism, Ryan? Yeah, so this is pretty much a milestone, 6%. But you have to remember, this comes from a low base last year. So back to that 6%, it is an upgrade from the 5.5% we saw just three months ago. So pretty much reflecting how so much has changed in the past three months, the past quarter. You've got vaccine deployments, you've got US stimulus. And talking about the US, that is a big reason why the upgrade has come. It is because the US economy is bouncing back much faster than they thought. So that is pretty much the main reason behind the revision. And also to put it in, it is a diverging picture where you have advanced economies growing faster than some of the emerging ones, especially those dependent on tourism. While the U.S. is one of the biggest drivers of the IMF's decision to upgrade the global growth forecast, China is expected to be the biggest overall contributor to growth. China will account for more than one-fifth of the total increase in the world's gross domestic product over the next five years. I want to turn to stock markets. Share prices in the U.S. rallied for a bit overnight until, well, they didn't. All the major indices finished lower. So would you say markets are just taking a breather from the recent rally? Well, that seems to be the case. A bit of pent-up buying over the weekend uh, into the early part of the week with the blowout jobs report last Friday. So that had that rally effect on Monday and Tuesday. And then now we are taking a bit of a breather. So it's a bit of a tug of war right now happening between those in the camp quite optimistic around the infrastructure proposal by Joe Biden and those who think maybe not everything will be passed because Mm. it is requiring a hike in corporate taxes. So that is playing out right now. And you are also looking at a rather rosy jobs picture or report coming through from the jobs opening and labor turnover survey that came out overnight. So that actually hit a two-year high in terms of U.S. job openings. Despite that, markets were still under pressure. So the S&P 500 was hitting an intraday record high and then closed lower. So kind of revealing or showing the jitters in the markets, just taking a bit of a breather right now. So that is pretty much the picture we have right now in Asian opening numbers. Volume on the US exchanges slipped below 10 billion shares overnight. That is the slowest trading day of the year. It seems like a lot of investors stayed on the sidelines. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. You are with us here on Market View. Time for corporate news and for our segment Up or Down, where I name a segment or an item or an asset in the news and Ryan tells us which way he thinks it is moving up or down. Are you ready? Let's go. Credit Suisse. Oh, that would be a down and that <laughs> with hits rolling at Credit Suisse and this is all related to the fallout from Archegos Capital Management. So we've got the investment head Brian Jin and the Chief Risk and Compliance Officer Lara Warner they are departing from Credit Suisse and the Swiss bank also cutting its dividend. Indeed. Uh, cutting dividends and as a result a couple of members of its leadership team have lost their jobs. So I'd say down for sure for Credit Suisse. Tops, the trading company. Well, Tops is an up for me. So this is with an IPO coming up 
by Michael Eisner's Torrente company. So he's backing IPO for the sports trading card company Tops. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be a $1.3 billion move as a result of a merger with a SPAC. So yeah, I'd say it is an up as well. Um, because it's going to list via that SPAC, Tops is expected to be worth more than 1.3 billion US dollars. That is a lot of baseball cards. Wow. Did you collect? I used to collect basketball cards. Oh, okay, okay. Somewhere in my storeroom right now. All right, a hidden fortune in Ryan's home. ST Engineering. So this is an up for me because it's in the news for working together with Oshkosh Defense to make a prototype vehicle for the U.S. Army. And yesterday's stock price was up 0.5%. And looking at the opening numbers, it is also up 0.5% building on those gains. Yeah, I'd like to see that vehicle. SD Engineering has won a contract to produce that prototype vehicle for the U.S. Army. It will be customized for Arctic conditions. Let's check in on local stocks now. The Straits Times Index finished marginally lower yesterday. It still managed to close above the 3200 mark, though, at 3207. So how is the Blue Chip Index doing this morning? Yeah, so it was a break of a two-day winning streak. And so far this morning, it's back up again. 0.2% trading trading at 3,214. And looking at the STI picture, it is pretty much split across the board. Just the winners slightly winning out. Uh, so right at the top, we've got Yangjiang Shipbuilding. Recovering from yesterday's drop is now up by 1.6%. And STI Engineering now actually increasing even more, 1.2%. And right at the bottom... You have the likes of Johnny Matheson Holdings in the red by 0.7%. Thank you very much, Ryan. I'm Michelle Martin. He's Ryan Huang. You're with us here on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.